I was like trying to get back into the gym and I was working out from a seated position in the wheelchair, but um, I was just not used to moving around again and everything was out of balance. It was scary because every time I couldn't stand up, um, it was a reminder of how weak I was and how much my body had changed and how much my life was going to change going forward. Everything was hard. From outside, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, after suffering a life-changing injury, a bike racer learns to choose his recovery. After this. My name is Andrew Bernstein. I am better known as Bernie. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, and I've lived in Colorado since 2018. I am a PR and marketing professional, and I work for the virtual cycling platform Zwift. For a lot of my adult life, I was an amateur bike racer and had a lot of passion for cycling and riding and racing bikes. Now that I'm no longer actively racing, I still ride a lot and I'm very passionate about it, but I also have a passion for just being outside and hiking. So in 2019, I was uh, the victim of a hit and run and survived pretty traumatic injuries, including a lot of broken bones and collapsed lungs and internal bleeding. I suffered a spinal cord injury, which resulted in paraplegia. My left leg is now paralyzed and it also affects my bladder. And um, whenever only one side of your body is impacted, you get all these imbalances. So I live with a lot of chronic pain as a result of my spinal cord injury. I was hospitalized for three months and then I you know, went home with his new new paraplegic body and, and had to spend a lot of time learning how to you know, get in and out of the car and get into the house and you know, use the bathroom, take a shower, all kind of basic things that you have to like relearn when your body no longer functions as it did. And there were a lot of challenges, but one of the ones that has stuck with me as kind of the hardest to overcome was learning how to stand. When I was in the hospital, I was largely using a wheelchair. And when I was discharged from the hospital, I had been given a leg brace called a KAFO, which stands for knee ankle foot orthotic. When you don't have any strength around those joints and the muscles around those joints, the brace can keep your leg rigid, uh, almost becomes like a peg leg and you can put weight through it. And I was learning how to walk with that. And I was getting along pretty well, but I still tell you like, listen, when you're out in the world, you're on the sidewalk, you're getting in and out of the car, like sometimes slips and falls happen. So it's important before they let you leave the hospital that you know how to um, get yourself back on your feet. And the way that I did that was with a physical therapist in the hospital and you know, she would uh, get out like a wrestling mat and you know, she'd have me like transfer to the floor. That's, that's the physical therapy term is transfer. Um, so I, you know, I'd get down on the ground and then we'd like try all these different methods of standing. And you know, sometimes she would grab me by the waist of my shorts and haul me up to my feet if I didn't quite have the strength to get there. And I had all these weird imbalances and my muscles were super atrophied. I had previously been bed bound for two months. So sometimes just the act of standing would, would be painful and I'd like wrench my back and then I wouldn't want to try again for like days or weeks. But, you know, finally I was kind of coming to the end of my, my time at the hospital. Like being in the hospital is terrible, but at the same time there's a huge amount of support and that particular hospital was well staffed and the staff there was very caring and very supportive and this process of learning how to stand was was daunting because not only was there a physical challenge, but it was also like every time I did it, it was a reminder of like, I'm taking a step towards leaving this very supportive environment. 
but it eventually got to a point where it's like, okay, it is time. Like I shouldn't be here anymore. I'm I'm well or I'm well enough, and I'm you know occupying a bed that could be used for someone who needs it more. And plus, you know, you want to go home. You want to be with the cat. When I realized like I really did need to learn this skill if I wanted to be able to exist in the community. So you know, I was practicing with my physical therapist, who's you know, her name was Natasha. I just remember one day close to the end of my time where I, I was like, okay, Natasha, like I really need to get this down. Let's try it. I think I know the the right positioning for my hands, and I think I know the right position for my feet, and I think I know exactly what to do this time. So um, you know, I got transferred to the floor on the wrestling mat and like got my feet all set and you know got my crutches set so that I could lean on them and started to get myself up and, and and didn't quite make it and like fell back to the ground. Natasha knew like from all of our previous tries that oftentimes like I was, you know, one and done. And she asked if I wanted to try again. I was like, yeah, I do. And and I stood up for the first time. Natasha asked me what I had done differently. And I just said, Natasha, I just decided to do it this time. I think that moment will always stick with me because it taught me that the mindset was such an important part of everything in front of me. And that was very important because getting back on my feet was just the early part of this recovery. And since then, you know, I've like decided that I wanted to ride again and I do ride again. I decided I wanted to hike a lot and I figured I had to do that. And I've been able to drive my recovery by setting goals and then deciding what I want to do and then working backwards and figuring out the steps that I need to take to get there. And that's been uh, very helpful to me and it's helped me accomplish a lot of things despite or maybe even because of my paraplegia, my spinal cord injury. I think the single biggest lesson was just that I, I had choice. I could choose to wallow. And certainly I met a lot of people who had made that choice or I could choose to move forward. And that's enabled me to have a strong recovery. And I'm very grateful. I'm relatively new to this. You know, I've, like, I've been injured four years and I've had the great privilege to speak to both people who are newer in their injuries and also people who like, have been in it way longer than me. And this is advice that I've been given and also advice that I've given to others you should approach it with curiosity. I think our natural inclination is to be scared and depressed and fearful. And that's, you know, completely understandable. And I definitely was in those spaces at times and, and still am. But I think what I've come to learn is that if you're curious about what this means for you, if you're curious about what you can do that makes your body feel good and what you can do that maybe helps you improve. And if you're curious about what your life looks like now, and what it can look like, those are all things that I think can help you focus on the right things and, and improve. And, you know, some people with spinal cord injuries like will not see a physical recovery. Very fortunate that my injury was, has these things go relatively minor. So I've been able to recover. That's not the case for everyone, but I do think that any person with this type of injury can try to think about how they will move forward in their world and how they will continue to be an engaged member of their community and continue to enjoy life. And I think we can all do that. And it just takes a little bit of work, a little bit more work for a person with a disability to do so than an able-bodied person, but it's, it's possible for all of us. Andrew Bernstein is an elite track cyclist and marketer in the outdoor industry. He has also written about his recovery on OutsideOnline.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Bernie Tweets. This story was produced by Anne Maria Watt. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. 
go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening.